0: Hello and welcome to The 250, the podcast where I wave a bit of mistletoe over Douglas's nose and we see what happens. I'm Jonathan, and with me as always is my (laughs) co-host Douglas. How are you, Douglas?
1: Your improv skills have (laughs) developed in leaps and bounds (laughs) through doing this podcast. It's fantastic. I'm doing- I'm very festive.
0: Oh, oh my goodness. Douglas, what is this? You know what this is? This is the first anniversary episode we haven't done together. Heartbreaking. Soul crushing.
1: no, we didn't do the other one together either, did we? Last year's one. Did we not? No. <sighs> did we not? We've had two together and two not together, so it's it's evened out it's feels for wrong. Now. It's feels sad. For the last one, surely. If this is
0: your first time tuning into the Two 250, uh, pick a different episode. But if you <laughs> must persist, we've taken a snapshot of IMDb's top 250 movies of all time as of January 2020. And we've been watching them from number 250 through to number one. In this podcast, we discuss our opinions, our thoughts, and our reactions to the movies within. Today, we celebrate the four-year anniversary of the 250 and reflect back on a year of film. Hello, Douglas. Hi. Hi. What we normally do for our anniversary episodes- Yes. We have a top three films. Yes. We have a bottom three films. Correct. Douglas normally does some silly little clips- I'm editing this one, so let's see if that happens. But we might just
1: do honourable. We'll do honourable mentions, yeah, and then we can get into our. Um,
0: we can talk about movies in general, though. We can talk about one. the year. It has mm. been. I think this is the year that we punched into. I think technically the halfway point was sometime last year, like back into last year. Yeah. Yeah. But we broke into the top the top one hundred this year. Yeah. Yeah, we're in double digits, Mm. which is scary. It's terrifying. This happened a while ago, actually. We've been in double
1: digits for- a Yeah, we've been in double digits for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: It was near the start of the year. (sniffs) Crazy. It really cements- We probably say this every year. Neither Douglas nor I thought this would go longer than about 20 episodes, I think, in in our heart of hearts. But Mm. it's sort of like, you know, like you're on a diet or you're doing like a workout regimen or something. You get someone else involved- Suddenly, you can't just back out, you know. Like, if this was, like, a weird solo podcast, you, you'd just be like, oh, so yeah. yeah." But we now- We're indebted to each other, There's Douglas. a sense
1: of accountability. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because if you said, I want to stop, I'd be like, boo! Boo! <laughs> <laughs> <Worse.">
1: Loser! <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> can't hack it. Can't hack it for Espe- six puny years. now,
1: because- so, we, one of our, our friend group was like, you should just take a break for a month or something. <laughs> and we both had the exact same, no. like, fuck you, boo!
0: Oh, yeah, that was true. Your, your, your response was specifically, I, I don't think we'd pick it up again.
1: Yeah. But I think yeah, that's, yeah.
0: that's, followed by, that's you being a wuss. I think we, <laughs> I'd be fine, Douglas. If look, my uh, yeah, no, my no, life no, 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 is completely no, no. based I, on if I put it in my calendar, it happens. <laughs> I'm indebted to past me true. to do this thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, because you've set aside the time. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: uh huh. No, very true. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, I uh, we don't really have anything. Let's do it. fucking just get on into it then. I guess. I, hey, I,
0: I suppose so. We will probably end up chatting about shit as we go.
1: Yeah. There's gonna be I'm okay, I do want to preface. I think our top three and bottom three are gonna be very different. Yes,
0: I'm very year. interested. We we should talk actually we should talk about our non podcast movies that we've enjoyed from this year as well.
1: Oh, like ones we haven't documented on the podcast yeah, or, or even, like bonus films. Yeah,
0: well no, we can talk about them again. Like we should probably care yeah. not to wax full but you can you know, when when you've just watched the film which is what normally happens. You can talk for yonks and yonks and yonks. Uh, we're just going to be mm. like, oh, here were, you know, like two or three films that we thought were really nifty that,
1: that we thought were cool. Yeah. One of the highlights from uh, bonuses this year was Black Swan for me. It was really yeah. cool to, no, watch me too. Film again, to get you in front of that oh, film. That-
0: so good. It, it, it's, this is a real problem is that because we choose them, like we know the films that we're going to like, right? So, yeah. So yeah. we, we get around to them and um and i always have really good memories of them and then i go ski like do what i normally do is i skim through the list i I specifically go on 250.com the damn website i made (laughs) so i can remember these fucking things and i'm like oh we should talk about like avatar way of water because i watched that this year and then it's like oh but that wasn't a movie or like the new Puss in boots film that wasn't on the list either yeah
1: yeah but very much deserves to be
0: Loved Black Swan. So fucking pleased yep. that we ended up doing that. Like very easy. Me too. Decision. Um, I liked yeah. Good Time quite a bit as well. Um, not watching it again in uh, a hurry because it stressed me out. But <laughs> a very enjoyable experience. It's
1: a good time. It's a good time. It's uh, a good time. It's, yep.
0: it's a good time for the audience, sort of. But yeah, yeah. We got other. We got other non-list films that we'll probably touch on. But let's. Start at the start. We have the top three. I want to- Actually, I'm going to go through and I'm going to make sure I actually have fucking numbers on these.
1: Yeah. Are we going to- We do- We do the- uh, We like- do
0: the bottom toppest and then the top bottomest. <laughs> we're basically uh, working from- We
1: flip-flop back and forth, yes. right? Like we do- And we're going from runners yeah, okay, up cool. to-
0: yep. Runner up levels to extreme. Bronze. Yes. Bronze medal, silver medal, gold medal. Yeah. Yep. Of both-
1: Yeah, in uh, both categories. Of both who
0: did the best at being bad and who did the best at being good. Good. So, I'm going to jump in. My number- And, fuck, this was such- It's such a weird year. But my number three, my third bestest, Douglas- Yep. Was Ikaru.
1: Hey! Ikaru was in my honourable mentions, so interesting.
0: You got to go- You go back to the episode, To Kill a Mockingbird, The Dread I Had. To watch that <laughs> fucking movie, to watch a film about a man getting fucking stomach cancer, turned yeah. out to be incredible. And Kurosawa made that- He did not make that horrible experience the focus of the film. Yeah. That was the framing of everything else that happens in the film, and I loved it. Oh, I was so good. Yeah. Such a, such a cool experience. It is
1: such a beautiful film. It's still one of the, the foreign cinema films that I still recommended from- for most of this year, cause it was like, wasn't, you know, at the start of the year, but it was pretty early on in, in the piece of this year. Mm. And I had people who, you know, hear through the grapevine about the podcast and they go, Oh, recommend me a movie. And then for a while there, I was going Ikaru cause it's yeah. just so, it's got a lot of appeal to a, to just anyone, you know, mm. like I can easily recommend it to most anyone that, you know, is in my circle of people.
0: <laughs> I think it ends really well as well. Like, Yeah. Mm. Not not like satisfying as in warm fuzzies, but satisfying, you know. Yes. You feel complete yeah. at the end of it, you know. Yeah. There are there are lots of films where you come out of it, it's very in- very intentional that you come out of the film with this fucking like hole in your stomach, you know, mm. like, where you're still feeling like nervous or unhappy or whatever, but it's just like, it's all wrapped up. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Glad that was on your your runners-up, not desperately yep. surprised, but very happy to yep. hear. Douglas, what was your third best film?
1: My third best, probably no surprise to most people, um, but The Apartment. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, no. I got a fucking- ah! You fucked up. You fucked up. The Apartment is so good. I just remembered another oh.
0: one. Oh, God. There my special go. mentions is going to be a tome. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. It's been a really good year. The apartment is just so beautiful. From a screenplay-wise, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, setting is so delightful. <laughs> the performances are- Huh? What does that mean? The the There's the character who's always like- uh, He always says something wise. You oh, know? right. That's, that's his whole bit. Yeah. <laughs> it has um, been like 10 months bit. in my defense. <laughs> that's true. We watched it in March, yes. So, it has been a damn old while, but- uh yeah, Jack Lemon and Shirley McLean in that film are just my everything. They're so beautiful in how they interact with one another. The screenplay is so fucking airtight. I love how the film walks that tightrope of comedy and drama and somehow manages to play both lines without one undermining the other. Mm. It's just so good. And the nasal uh squirt gag is still one of my most <laughs> it's one of my favorite visual gags. In fucking recent history, (laughs) it's so good. (sighs) Oh, I gotta rewatch it. I I gotta rewatch it. Absolutely putting it on my my rewatch for before the end of the year because it just feels so good. I can listen to Billy Wilder's dialogue for fucking ever. It is so good. Oh yeah, no, I love this movie. And if this is the tone that I'm setting for number three, yeah, that like that's I'm put these next two films that are in my like you know number 2 and number 1 slot silver and gold like it was really hard to to decide which goes where but yeah i st- the apartment easily would be gold if not for these other two films mm. i
0: i i am very embarrassed that i did not have it on yes, my it's but now you didn't. on my it's now on my special mentions douglas it's f- it's very very hard to look at like a naughty naughty look at a list of like posters and really just run on gut feel
1: yeah Totally, yeah, to be able to go like, oh, yeah, that thing, yeah. Mm. Mm. Nah, I hear
0: that. Anyway, I have have not changed my list. I have added things maybe to my special mentions, (laughs) but I have not not changed the list they put down. But the list remains the same. We are running purely from the primal experience, the reaction I got from looking through the list the first time. So the list,
1: absolutely, yeah. So, I think that's a
0: bit of a dual experience. Awesome. The
1: one that I'm more interested in. Jonathan, mm. would you care to share your third worst film of 2023? This is- Okay. Top three, I don't even care about, honestly. <laughs> it's the bottom three because, like, we had a pretty fucking good stack of films this mm. year. Like, I'd, there was no film that I rated under two stars. And you know what? That's a step up from the past three years of the podcast. So-
0: That's true. I'm
1: very excited. Jonathan, would you please- your third worst film of 2023. I will,
0: I will say, I had no, no, uh, trouble putting together my bottom three. Okay. Um, interesting. Yes. Okay.
1: I had a bit of trouble, but. Yeah.
0: No. I, originally had, I, there was one standout where I was like, mm. and then I, the other two, I only really caught them after looking at it, but. Um I also did catch them pretty quickly. My third worst- no, I'm really belaboring the point, Douglas. My third worst film of the year, Douglas. It's like
1: being at the Oscars.
0: <laughs> was Unfortunately Dungal.
1: Ah, oh, no. which is a
0: which is mostly just uh it's more like a protest vote. It's a it's like you had so much potential for a so dope much potential. fucking story. Yeah. And you yep. just squandered it by fucking talking about Amir Khan again. Yeah. Yep. Which is, but besides that, um, yeah, this is very much a protest vote, I think. And I, I think like compared to we, we just had like stars on earth, which I thought I was going to despise and actually liked quite a bit. And the problem mm. with that was I think the guts of the story was sound and it was. Edited poorly. I think this was yeah. edit I think Dungal was edited quite well. The visuals were pretty fucking good. Yeah. You know, sets acting largely across the board, pretty solid. Pretty solid. Yeah. At least the Dungal song was very fun. Yeah. Mm. I think I think they had the problem with like unnecessary feeling expository songs in Dungal as well. But yep. they just they that the the story structure made no sense. And their whole thing with Creating a villain with a completely made up character, like, did not work at all. Yeah. I I guess the problem is, is that this was- Because it was Disney, wasn't it? That- It was Disney India That that produced this. Picked it up and ran with it. It was a big company and the guy who the story is about is quite beloved. Because he trained these girls up, but it it seemed like such an obvious choice to me to be like, "Fuck this guy." Even if you don't yeah. believe it wholeheartedly, like the effect that their upbringing had on these two girls or this, you know, the this family was such an obvious, you know, second half villain to me, and yeah. and they instead just like wank on about this guy. There's need an excuse to be like, "Your dad's the best," yeah, which is a shame because. Otherwise, like filmmaking wise, it's probably one of the best Indian films we've had. I mean, no, yeah, Lies. No, Lagan. this is true. Yeah. Lagan, Lagan was great. And we always fucking, I don't think we always forget about it, but, um, Anhad Hun was, Anhad Hun was such oh, a good. Yeah. 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 Anhad Hun. Yeah. Absolutely. Just yeah. so much fun as well by comparison. Yeah. So
1: yeah. As a concept. Yeah.
0: You yeah. yeah. That was a tough one. And my ordering for the bottom three was a little hard as well. But- mm, Yeah, true. Gosh, really looking at my list, I think a lot of them are, like, protest votes.
1: <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, uh, yes, actually. I think mine are, too. All three of mine are kind of, like, they're good films, you know? Mm. Like, I get it. But it's just not for me. It's- mm. That's the- That's the thing.
0: Enough about me, Douglas. And how I hate Amir Khan. Mm. Can you tell me what your bottom three- third worstest wait so yeah was dungal on your bottom three
1: dungal did not make my bottom three whatsoever
0: wow okay interesting yeah oh gosh they're yeah. gonna be so different all right hit me with it what's it's your third worst
1: my third worst purely because this is gonna rub a lot of my bottom three are actually probably gonna rub a lot of people the wrong way <laughs>
0: but- oh i can't wait till next year bud oh
1: Man, we are going to be <laughs> starting fires. My third worst film of 2023 was A Clockwork Orange.
0: Ah, got gotcha. protest votes all the way around.
1: Yeah, but, like, no. Okay, so we watch a lot of Kubrick this year, right? Like, we Full Metal Jacket, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Clockwork Orange. Like, Full Metal Jacket and- 2001 A Space Odyssey, I think I got what I was supposed to get out of it, you know? Like, Mm. usually with Kubrick, I can be like, okay, I get what you're trying to get Mm. us to go. But with A Clockwork Orange, I just never really truly felt like I understand what I was supposed to be walking away with. Don't get me wrong. The vibes, immaculate. What, Mm. like, Malcolm McDowell does and just the general production design, so good. Timeless, in fact. But I just- don't like the Kubrick Ruins singing in the rain for me like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's um, that's frankly valid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so It is yeah. pretty
0: it is pretty foul and it does start to bump into the Jonathan Douglas of being prudes type yeah. type corner where it's where I'm just like I just don't need to See that, you know, like yeah. that's just too horrible. And I, and I, and I,
1: anyone who tells you that *A Clockwork Orange* is their favorite film, you run as fast as possible in the yeah. other direction. That's the, that's yeah. a, that's the red flag right there.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: But anyway, yeah, maybe, maybe sometime down the track, I might give it another shot, and you know, maybe it'll, it'll land a bit better. But for the time that I watched it, and still reflecting on it now, I just still don't get it.
0: Well, it's. Very intentionally meant to be tongue in cheek and like, like, look how far society is degraded and that's why everything's so terrible, but it doesn't make it any more palatable for me. So. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I know this wasn't made, like, this is, this wasn't like a fucking horrible film where the focus is that, where that's like the point to be like, oh, we're just here to have a bunch of women get raped and, um, you know, n- naked milk statues and shit like that. Yeah. But, um, does it make up for it? You know, questionable. Debatable. Do I want to see it again? Not really. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, you get the bronze medal for being the shittest. Kubrick, well done.
0: You <laughs> could have been shittier.
1: True. Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. I will rotate back, Douglas.
1: Yes. We go to the My second silver best. Metal.
0: Silver medal. Second best. Bu- second best. Second burst. Second and, best. Um, This is a really weird one because I have so many films that I liked and I sort of look at it. I'm like, do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I I feel like I'm getting, right? Yeah. It's tough, but I think this was just one of the better, not from an objective standpoint, but from like a film craft standpoint, perhaps. Like I found this film very immersive, maybe. Um, but I would not have expected myself to. Have been so psyched on it. Ooh. Coming into it. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, no, my se- my silver medal was a separation, Douglas. Oh and-
1: shit. Wow. And actually,
0: cool. I had a separation and the hunt sort of filling the same neck role. And neck. Mm. I didn't like bump the hunt down. I was like, that's too different. They sort of lived in the same space for me, but I think mm. a separation does it a little bit better. Yeah. I think that. It's got its, like, extremely, extremely small cast, and it is just a focus on these four people in a terrible place yeah, trying to sort their shit out, you know. Yeah. So, stellar, stellar film craft. Really, really enjoyed that one.
1: Yeah, you really vibe the cinematography of that one.
0: Yeah. My skin yep. was crawling the whole time. Yeah. But such was the case also with The Hunt Douglas. Yes. A film that yeah. also- very made true. me quite uncomfortable, and yeah. is is like I don't know, like a, like it's a, they're they're both sort of thrillers, mm. but I feel like there's like different f- flavors of Thrill. thriller, you know, yeah, like some of them. But you got like action thrillers do not make you feel like this,
1: yeah, yeah. They don't give that skin crawling kind of yeah mm. sensation, mm. yeah, which a separation definitely does.
0: I also had On Sunday's lived in the same world as well. Yep. And I actually almost put that one on instead, but the end to On Sunday's I didn't like as much. I th- I think that the way that On Sunday's sort of wrapped up wasn't anywhere near as satisfying, whereas the separation- um,
1: That's interesting, because that's better. what I thought of a separation, was I thought the the third act kind of dipped a little bit and it didn't have- mm the kind of, um, it couldn't see the forest for the trees a little bit. It felt like a separation maybe, for me. Yeah. But uh, on some days,
0: I think a separation like the end is maybe not as exciting as it could be. But mm. but it's like the coming together of all these characters, and there- there's there's been these sort of clashes between these characters through the film. But then the the end is where they're really just explicitly forced to be. Four people in a room, fix your shit, you know? Yeah. And I don't think it m- maybe comes to a perfect, perfect bow, but, ah, uh, yeah, the, I don't want to spoil the ending of Ensemble on Days. Yeah. But that, I thought the ending of Ensemble on Days was a bit of a shame with how good the rest of it was.
1: Cause the whole film is like chewing glass. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, the other one that I thought was good in like a, you know, somewhat objective sense, but I didn't want to put on was Capernaum. That is also like a pit in your stomach type movie, mm. but it's so, it's, it's so much more like overwhelmingly sad, unhappy. Yeah. The whole way through. Yeah. Yeah. Capernaum was, fu- was a fucking slog. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, mm. uh, because it was a pretty good, and I think I liked how it was the actual kid. Like, that was, like, crazy to yeah, me and that was it was really all cool. based on stories from this person who's gone around and, yeah. But- You had a lot of contenders for
1: really fucked up yeah. chewing glass film for this year, didn't you? Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Douglas, does your second best film involve any glass chewage?
1: No. In fact, it's the direct opposite. My second best film of the year was Singing in the Rain. <laughs>
0: Ah, nice. Okay. Naturally. Singing in the rain was all my special mentions. Of course it was going to be. What was I do? I, I was, oh, my favorite thing about singing in the rain, singing in the rain. Whoa, <laughs> singing in the
1: rain.
0: <laughs> is that I now know the lyrics and context for Make Him Laugh. Yeah. And, and the titular song, which I think is good, but is not as good as Good Morning. Yes. Which yeah. is like, you, you don't realise how iconic that film is for, for like, weaseling into, like, the public consciousness with yeah, these songs. No, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like but you like, these are just songs that my fucking old-ass parents know. Like, what's yeah. the deal with that? And yeah. you're like, oh, my God, they all came from the same place. Yeah. And they're so much better- They're so much better sung in um, or performed- Yeah. Within their context. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. They're so effortless and they're just- for As- Uh, working creative they're just such good role models you know at how to create a piece of media that is so infectious so timeless so full of raw genuine energy and emotion and yeah the the screenplay as well is really fun i i love the vibe of you know translating from silent films to talkies and you know how that all kind of Went down, quote unquote, you know, is very fun. And the one track that you omitted from your, uh, just brief selection of tracks there, uh, Moses supposes is also one of my all Fuck. time staples. Like it's the tap in that fucking one mm. is so good. And how, uh, Gene Kelly and my man, Donald O'Connor, how they both play off of each other in that scene is so good. They're just <laughs> such a timeless duo. And Debbie Reynolds fucking. Pulls her weight in that film as well. She is equally, if not even more so, radiant than both O'Connor and Kelly.
0: The only, the only complaint, the only thing I have to say about that film could have been a bisexual throuple. It was, <laughs> c- come on,
1: the love triangle was right there. It it's, was
0: meant to be. It's it was so meant easy. to be a bisexual throuple. So easy. And uh, yep, nope. fucking- Cowards. Seventy years ago, yep. when it was, I think maybe still illegal to be gay. Yeah,
1: unbefuckingbelievable. Cowards. Um, but no, make him laugh and the Broadway ballet sequence. are two of the greatest pieces of choreography ever put to film, and I constantly aspire to create something with even a sliver of the sheer creativity that is put into singing in the rain. Yeah, mm. just timeless for me. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, a I, I fucking killer. here it is. Oh, that's a real shame. I might l- get you to put this in the
1: description.
0: Description. There is a animation I sent you of this ghost girl dancing. Oh yeah, to Moses Supposes. Yeah. And um, and I thought that was great. My, might- I've I've purposely taken my phone off me, but I want to use it for Google Lens to try and work out what the track and uh, artists names are. Let's see if we can get this. Okay. But I'll get I'll get Doug to put this in the description because I thought this was like so dope and it was like semi related. Okay, translate. Okay. <laughs> the artist the artist's name is Gagame. Um The description comes out to Moses with a prosthetic leg. I think it might be like <laughs> <laughs> Moses' legs or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 because she's like tapping the shoes around as uh, the little ghost girls yes. tapping the boots. But it's around. a little
0: yeah, it's a little ghost girl and she's like animating the shoes because she doesn't have legs because yeah. she's a little ghost.
1: Yep. Yeah. And it made made Jonathan very, very happy and I said to th- they sent it to me and I went, They're no Gene Kelly or Donald O'Connor, but you know what? It's fine. You you get They're your dick wet on animation. Absolutely. I get it. <laughs> I won't yuck your yum. <laughs> 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 uh yeah, I'll put it in the description. Check it out.
0: Talking about Yucking Yums, Douglas. Yes. My second worst film. The Silver
1: Medal of Shit.
0: A Silver Medal of Shit, which, once again, it was not too again, bad not of an experience, mm. but, mm. like, not my favorite, was A Fistful of Dollars, Douglas. I thought. Hold on a second. It was like Yojimbo, but worse.
1: Hang on a second. <laughs> Isn't A Fistful of Dollars a bonus film? No! I think it is. Well, it is. It's a bonus film. It is.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. We
1: watched the worse one for a bonus film as a lead up to for a few dollars more, which was the better Western film and also in my honourable mentions.
0: Oh, God.
1: So, you have truly goofed yourself while you reevaluate okay, your well, life. Do you want me to do my- No, no, no. no, no.
0: You've got to- My feel has to be then- Scarface, I think. Oh, okay. Dang. All right. And I think that's just because the character lost me so hard yeah, at that- the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But-, but I thought it was still a pretty good movie. But I- Yeah. Like, it <laughs> was a pretty good year. It was a pretty good year, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. Nah, Scarface- Scarface is fair enough call out. We were both kind of a bit middling on Scarface. Like, I wouldn't- It's no yeah. worst for me, but- I'm not about to, like, race out of my seat to fucking watch Scarface again. You know, it's- The the end sequence was very- I'm very glad I got to watch that, you know, because there's some really fucking iconic shit that happens in that. And there's some a fair few actors as well that are in that film where I was like, whoa, mad. I'm just not the hugest fan of Al Pacino in it. Yeah. So, I can can see where you're coming from.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Mm. Tough, tough, tough. Oh, we're gonna have, re- we may have to restructure how we do these next year. Like, like we might not have any films where th- we're like, this was bad. Three
1: average films. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. We might just have to talk about our favourites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have yeah. to see.
1: We'll see. We'll see what what next year holds, because you never know. There's still absolutely opportunity for there to be stinkers fucking up there. It is.
0: There is one more Amir Khan film right at the there top, is- Douglas. So we'll see if we like absolutely it. Absolutely. We will waiting see. for us.
1: At the top. At the mm. tip not at the tippy top. But you know, it's a pretty pretty fucking high up there. Um yeah, good call. Good fake call and then good actual call.
0: What's I, I I did not enjoy a fistful of dolls, like the record state. Neither did I. I mean, there's a reason it's not on the list. I just thought, I thought it was just straight up not as good as your Jimbo. I think, um, I don't know. Like the the whole Clint Eastwood, like cool man character. No name, yeah. I just don't find him appealing in any way. Like you've got to put in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like I just get let him cook.
1: Okay, the good, the bad, and the ugly All will right, change yeah. it. Just like let All let right. the man cook with his squinty eyes and the poncho. Like <laughs> it's gonna come through. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we will see, my friend. Uh, cool. Well. What was your second wife? What was your silver medal, shittest film, stinkiest doo doo? Stinkiest doo doo, uh,
1: mm, not fully. Like, it's not the worst film ever, but it just, you know, there's enough factors that gave me enough of an ick that I was uh, comfortable with putting it here. LA Confidential.
0: Mmm, yeah.
1: This was when I was in my still, Russell Crowe is not as hot as everyone thinks he is, era, and I will continue to be (laughs) until I've watched Gladiator, because I haven't seen Gladiator. But I just, there's something about Russell Crowe in this movie where he undermines his whole character arc and just makes very weird decisions. Kevin Spacey is surprisingly one of the best in this whole fucking film. <laughs> Heartbreakingly. Heartbreakingly so. Guy Pierce was still pretty good. That chiseled jawline, you could cut a salad thing on that. Like, it's- Fuck, he's- uh, Guy Pierce. That's the thing that pisses me off the most, I reckon. Everyone's like, Russell Crowe, so dreamy, so hot. Guy Pierce is right there. He's primed, <laughs> ribbed for your pleasure. But no one is paying attention to the poor man.
0: Guy Pierce can still get he it, Douglas.
1: Absolutely can. Guy Pierce, hang on. Guy, Guy Pierce, uh, at 250pod. If you wanna, on Instagram, uh, just chuck us a, chuck us a DM and we'll, we'll have a talk. All right.
0: Okay. Wait. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. What? Guy Pierce was on the Australian neighbors. Yeah. He's an Australian actor. That'll do it. That'll do it. Danny DeVito, wasn't yep. it? Yep. Oh, no, wait, we're back on LA Confidential.
1: <laughs> uh, Guy, Guy Pierce was born in Geelong.
0: Oh, no shit. Okay, yeah, I had and no he idea. He played
1: Mike Young in Neighbors.
0: He's much less sexy now.
1: Yeah. He's <laughs> lost appeal after having been on <laughs> Neighbors. Oh, that's funny. <sighs> wow. yes, LA Confidential gets the silver medal. We had heat. And then we had LA Confidential, you know, and Heat mm. was just—it had so much more going for it in that like wheelhouse that I just. I suppose yeah, so. No, nah. Curtis Hanson, unfortunately, just couldn't quite catch me as much as Heat did. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think LA Confidential was in my was even that close to my bottom three. That's completely fair. But this is why we have two people on the podcast, Douglas. Absolutely. Uh, well. We're getting pretty close to the tops. Dogs. Top, top, top are. Tippy tops. Tippy tops. Yep. Um, so, I
1: guess now we do our honourable mentions.
0: Let's go through our honourable mentions. I've hit most of them already. Yes. But I want to mention Reservoir Dogs mm. uh, as, because I thought it was great. I thought it was uh, largely skips a lot of the stuff that people complain about. With Tarantino. Tarantino for? Largely. Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe not, actually.
1: Doesn't get the dogs out, so, you know, that's something. But- he,
0: the dogs- He does or he doesn't get the dogs out? Doesn't.
1: Doesn't. Nobody gets Are the dogs no- out.
0: There's no tozies in this film? No that's Tootsies. crazy.
1: No Tootsies. Not a single Toot.
0: Very, very hyped about Reservoir Dogs, how mm. I gather it sort of kicks Steve Buscemi. Yeah, into stardom. Yeah. And I thought that Harvey Keitel and Tim Roth were just fucking stellar. Yeah. Uh, they should have kissed as well, yeah. but that's fine. I'll put up with it. <laughs> <laughs> and I also had The Sting. Um, uh, this You reminded me of this, actually, when you brought up Singing in the Rain. I just really enjoyed how The Sting was just like a cool-
1: Yeah. Heist film.
0: Yeah. In a similar way to M as well. I, mm. I enjoyed both of them, how- Like, I I kept saying this with M, the old films, generally, we talk about them because they are, you know, they started something, you know. They were the first instance of whatever, but I think M actually stands on its own. Yeah. But I think The Sting does a better job of just, like, a- of fun- just, like, there were very few films in this year that were just fun. Enjoyable. You know, like, that's the- like, like, cool, kind of, mm, mm. like, obviously, singing in the rain. I think yep. the Lego movie and Toy Story were officially on the list. No, the Lego's movie, Lego was, movie a- was, not was a on the bonus. List. <laughs> I mean, there's the Indiana Jones, I suppose.
1: Oh, indie- yeah, absolutely. Indy was a really good time. Yeah. But
0: a lot of it is like, you know, heady. you, you oh, Think uh, deep. Ugh. Yeah. Why the curtains blue? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Dive deep on this. Mm. Whereas that was just the sting was just really fun and really enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. What was in your? Oh, and two thousand one. Space Odyssey, fucking went on too <laughs> long. Um, I think the story was a bit stupid, <laughs> but I r- love, 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 love how, <laughs> fuck. I. F- I mean, this is taking a taking a taking a sidebar real quick. Yeah. Um, I found this on Tumblr <laughs> today. Oh, here we go. <laughs> someone was posting about like some fucking Zoomer going on about uh oh. There's a- there-, there was a post on I think this is on Twitter. I don't get people bitching about CGI. Do you expect people to build spaceships and n- go not only to space but to other planets like what? And someone says Marvel movies have completely eliminated the concept of practical effects from the movie <laughs> movie watching public's consciousness. <laughs> Someone how do they think sci-fi was done before CGI? And, uh, Seldo, who is someone that I did not expect to see, Laurie Voss, involved in one of the largest package managers in programming as a concept. He's one of the co-founders of NPM, was like, do you remember sci-fi before CGI? It was shit. And don't say Star Wars, because they had to change it later. And, um- <laughs> And then huh. this this was the this was the straw that broke the camel's back and became a complete like thirty post shit pile. Wow. But someone brought up two thousand one A Space Odyssey, Space Odyssey. and yep. how not an ounce of CGI in that film. Yeah. Well uh, there is, mm. but not in sort of the, man- the the modern understanding of the term. Yeah. And those sets and those miniatures, fucking hell, they so look really clean. good. Yeah. They look really, 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 really good. So, yeah, uh, I didn't love the rest of the film, but <laughs> you still the want to trim an hour and off the that set bad building boy, and stuff. But,
1: yeah, conceptually- And I don't think it'd be hard. Yep. Conceptually, <laughs> you still- You think it's cool.
0: Yep. Sorry, I fluffed on. That was nope. my special mentions. What were yours, Douglas? i say, okay, we've talked it about up. all the films
1: that were on my honourable mentions already, Um, but there are two that- you have failed to mention which i will mention uh north by northwest uh was a really really fun hitchcock kind of you know labeled as the bond before bond but i still think in similar to m stands alone as a really fun just spy film because it also does the whole mistaken identity thing in a really fun way and was weirdly mm. comedic for Hitchcock, which I was not anticipating <laughs> in the slightest. Like, I, there were a lot of very good witty moments, which I really enjoyed from Kerry Grant. So, yeah, North by Northwest was a fun time. And on a more poignant, made me ball my eyes out and completely threw me for a loop because I was not expecting it to be good. Goodwill hunting.
0: Yeah, goodwill hunting was quite, you- quite enjoyable. Absolutely. I talked
1: about it in the episode, but you look at the poster for Goodwill Hunting and it does not scream, I am a good movie at <laughs> all. It screams like Hallmark mm. fucking mailing in the screenplay, calling it a day kind of energy, but it is so fucking poignant and Matt Damon carries it so well. Robin Williams carries it so well. Yeah. Nah. The, it's not your fault. Fucking, ugh. Still, that sequence gives me chills every single time I think about it. So, although there is one film that seems to have blasted past both our honourable mentions. I have a sneaking suspicion (laughs) that we might have the same number one, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Perhaps we should start us off with our number one worst film of 2023 then. (laughs)
0: That's a good- That's that was a good catch, Douglas. Thank you. It would have been a weird way to end if we ended on this one. I think- I think you're going to disagree with me on this one. My least favourite was The Last Crusade. <laughs> I did really? not enjoy that movie.
1: Really? <laughs> yeah. What? what yes. Okay. Oh, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I do remember this about the episode. I was very
0: you- critical yes. about it during the episode.
1: Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't like the the relationship between Indian Daddy Indy, right? Like, that didn't yeah. click for you. Yes. No. Yeah.
0: That, that was the- That w- that did the exact opposite of what it does for other people for me. Yeah. I I did not think their relationship was healthy. I also didn't love Temple of Doom. Well, no, sorry. I didn't hate Temple of Doom. Mm. Um, and I also didn't hate The Last Crusade. I think I, I think I just said I hated it. I didn't hate it. But- The film that did the biggest sin this year for me was the Temple of Doom. And I did not buy their relationship being anything but kind of horrible. You mean
1: Last Crusade, (laughs) not Temple of Doom. Because Temple of Doom was a bonus episode. Yeah. Yeah. You said Temple of Doom. Oh, it was
0: a bonus, wasn't it? Yep. Well, I mentioned Temple (laughs) of Doom as well. (laughs) The anniversary episode (laughs)
1: of uh, Jonathan mistaking all of our bonus films as being a part of the fucking
0: list. Hey man, it's only the third time I've done it's, it.
1: It's been a it's been a long year. You know what? I'll, I'll cut you some slack, but like you didn't you didn't have fun at all with the Last Crusade, is what you're telling me.
0: I had fun with like, it. A romp. I had fun with it. I you
1: haven't reviewed it on Letterboxd, so I was I was looking for like written opinions of you in the moment on it, but you haven't done a review on Letterbox, so I truly have nothing to work off of.
0: Yeah, no, I I I think as a romp, it was. Fine. I don't know, man. This is hard. <laughs> this is the worst. The double- Maybe I did hate Dungold the most.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the more you think about it, the hatred is burning through.
0: Mm, it's, it's, a, it's hard. We're going to have to do something. I don't think we're going to have three that we hate next The year. Last
1: Crusade is a very dad movie, you know? It's, it's one of those mm. movies that every dad out there is like, fuck, yeah, Last Crusade. Like, absolutely, my dad- Whoo, he would love the shit out of the last crusade. Are you kidding me? I do. I should watch the last crusade with him. I bet he'd enjoy that. Yeah. I don't know. I liked the excessive silliness and I, I like the bond between Connery and Ford. I think it's, it's a, I don't think it's in an ethical or moral sense. Probably not the best, but the banter is. I would
0: not like Connolly to be my dad, yeah.
1: <laughs> but the banter is fun and it's cool to see bond and Indy- Teaming up, you know, like from a sheer conceptual mm. standpoint, that's very fun to me.
0: Also, I just called him Connolly, and that's a very different that is person. A very different. Connolly.
1: Connolly is probably who you're thinking of instead of Sean Connery.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm.
1: All right. Fair cop.
0: What was your, Douglas? You better, you better have a better one. It's what was not, your least favorite film of really the not, year? It's
1: really not, because the only reason it's my number one worst favorite film of the year is because it just made me really, really sad and it had no kind of. There was no light at the end of the tunnel. We've already talked about it. Capernaum. Yeah. <laughs> it was a rough one. Just, I didn't I couldn't give it a rating on Letterboxd either, because I just it's there's something about films that even horror films where there's just there's no light at the end of the tunnel and it's just all bad and it never gets better. They just really drain me mm. and I get really sad. And it's probably an empath thing, but I don't know. I just, yeah, got really bummed out from Capernaum and it had a lasting effect on me of just, I don't think I enjoyed that. I don't think I got anything out of that. It was just all (laughs) sad all the time. And, like, I get it. And it's a good thing to put out there as a platform and to be like, hey, this was an experience that this person went through. Like, not condemning that in any way, shape, or form. But from a personal, objective standpoint... I'm really sad and I, w- that's, I just <laughs> did not want to be sad. So poo poo to you, Copernicus. You couldn't have it, even just a little bit of like hope, <laughs> even just a little bit of fun, even just a tiny bit of a goof and a gaff. Like no, nope, no goofs or gaffs allowed. Not to say Copernicus was a badly shot film or a badly acted film or anything like exactly. that. It was, it ticked all those boxes, but God Almighty didn't make me sad. So therefore. Number one, worst Mm. poo-poo. I'm not watching Capernaum again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's do our top film, Douglas. I think we both very much enjoyed Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind this year.
1: Hey, let's go. (laughs) It was inevitable. It's a romance film. Of course, it's going to be our number one film of the fucking year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you listen to the episode- Douglas had to cut, like, 20 minutes of raving. Okay,
1: (laughs) I thought you're number one, but it was a bit of a, like, a cheap blow, so I know why you didn't pick it, but Snatch, I thought Snatch was going to be your number one,
0: but- Mm, No. You know what? Sort of forgot, but that would be. I feel. I feel like. I feel like Snatch was like invalidated because it's already a film I know very well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it would. It would be very on the nose to be. You know, Eternal. Like, if I look at this list, I'm like, oh, that Snatch is a movie I like a lot. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind made me feel things on multiple levels, good Mm. levels that, like, more than any other film we did this year. Yeah. So. There's potentially not even much that can be said that hasn't been said, but I thought it was such a- I mean, it's like a sci-fi concept, almost. Which
1: you're not- Again, it's the same as Goodwill Hunting. You're fucking not expecting it in the slightest. Like, when it starts happening, you're like, what? Mm. And then the the physical- Like, the practical effects and everything start kicking in, and you're like, what? And then the cinematography starts getting all kind of kooky and horror-like, and you're like, what? And Jim Carrey starts acting <laughs> actually good, and you're like, what? It's just- It's whiplash after whiplash. <laughs> it's so good as a film.
0: The third film, just looking at these posters where you don't quite get what you expect. I think Requiem for a Dream. I looked at that and I'm like, I don't know what that is, but it's almost like a- It's a pleasant sounding title and it's like an eye and like a lady on like a a jetty or like yeah. a pier. And I'm like, could be a romance.
1: Damn, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> just fucked up. I, I should have put Requiem for a Dream, my honourable mentions as well. I really like how that film was- uh, shot and edited. That was a- And the um dearest fucking Queenie who carried half that goddamn movie because Jared Leto couldn't. Ellen Burstein, who carried so hard in that movie with her performance. Like, just the mm. best. Yeah, Requiem for a Dream is really good too. Anyway, sorry. Eternal Sunshine of the Spot was One.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, they just ran with it. They did something completely unexpected. It felt like- from like a story writing perspective, one of the most creative films yeah. of the year. But this is the one. This is the film that made me. It like flicked a switch in my head, and I had a completely new appreciation for story. Just the concept of story yeah. writing. Yeah. You know, story I think telling. that. Yeah. You you conceptually understand how. Uh, even I think I I think I specifically mean writing like l- l- less less like the art, but like more like. We've made a structure that is so complex and comes together so neatly and like the co the teeth of the cogs fucking mesh so perfectly. It's 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 more than just like, wow, script writing sounds hard yeah. as fuck. And to do it at like the highest level is so insane to me. God, it was yeah, it was an absolute cracker. And it's just I think it's the the second and final Jim Carrey we get in the podcast.
1: Yes. Yes, very true. Yep. Dang.
0: Bon Voyage. Bon Jim. Voyage, Jimbo. It's good to yep. have you around.
1: And Kate Winslet as well, which is mama, bummer because Kate Winslet, yep, Kate Winslet went fucking hard in this movie. She is ugh, just so, mm. so fucking present in her role. <laughs> like, yeah, nah, timeless. This movie is so, so good. I can't wait to watch it many, 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 many more times and wholeheartedly recommend it to anyone who is listening who hasn't already seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It is mm. easily one of the best films of, honestly, like, the whole list so far. It's way up there. When, dear, when we get to the end of the podcast and then we're going to start doing the, like, our, like, best of the best, tippity-tippity-tippity-top, that's impossible. Then we're killing babies.
0: That's going to be rough. Yeah, some babies yeah. will be murdered. But, but I think that- this podcast has always been about our very subjective opinions on this, like we have always said we are just two chuckle nuts, and I think that we can i mean it's not that two chuckle nuts talking on the internet is not unheard of an yeah. uncommon thing, but i think I think that at least a fair few people when they do movie stuff, they very much focus on the more objective elements and like you know like. Film theory type shit. And I never want to completely lose the element of we are just two yeah. normal people and, you know, th- and, the- and we just want to take the experience that we have and relay that as, like, we as think you should watch this because it made yeah, us feel nice. Genuinely
1: as we possibly can.
0: Yeah. No. Very, very true. Yeah. And the, fi- the podcast itself- is somewhat eroding that as we go, but, but but there's
1: not too much longer left, Jonathan. So then once we once we're there, no, um, I'm actually I'm still actually really dreading the time when we end this because it's been a really fun four years so far with you. So, um, Aww. Yeah, oh yeah, I'll we'll get to that. That's that's still a year. Yeah, away. I'm gonna
0: delete you from all social media.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. End of yeah.
0: 2025, I'm like, we can't talk anymore, sorry. We can't
1: sorry. talk anymore. We need a year- <laughs> We need five years detox for the five years that we spent together.
0: Yeah. Six, Douglas. It'll be six. It'll be
1: six. Fuck.
0: Christ alive. Do we want to quickly mention non-podcast, like, films that are completely separate from the podcast we really enjoyed because, like, I love to jabber?
1: Off the top of my head, I can't really think of any, but, like, yeah, go for it.
0: Interesting. Well, I'm just, like, looking at my 2023 films. I had an incredible time with like the list I have 2023 is like crazy because there's some crap in here, but there's not much. Uh, Puss in yep. Boots, The Last Wish. Obviously, everyone gabbed on about that. Um, once again, like Mitchell's yep. the Machines, yep. Spider Verse type. We are officially in the mid 20s animation yeah. renaissance, film yeah, animation renaissance. So exciting. I'm really excited for, like, this has opened people up to go, okay, it doesn't need to be what it's been this whole time. And I'm really hoping that means that we can get more abstract and more silly. I really- I'm not sure it's going to be any good, but I'm still quite excited for the Claymation Pokemon show. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Which I think comes out- Soon. Early next year. Um. I don't think it'll be great. Who
1: fucking cares? Like, it's out there, you know? And it's going to make a shit ton of money because it's Pokemon.
0: That is that is true. Uh, in a similar vein, Mars Express, mm-hmm. the 3D animation, uh, which has been heavily processed to look 2D. You
1: love fucking it. loved
0: that. That yeah. made me feel inspiration that I have not felt in ages. I'm really, really <laughs> looking forward to slash hoping that there is- a worldwide release so that we can have a bonus for Awakened
1: it. Awakened your weather loins. <laughs> weathered yes. loins. Oh, and,
0: and oh, buddy, they're weathered. they're weathered. Don't you worry. I watched Out of Order- Across the Spider-Verse.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I had that in my- The next thing I was going to bring us to was any films that we're looking forward to throughout next year as far as the list goes. And mm. I was going to say, I'm very excited for you to watch Into the Spider-Verse to finally fucking get some, some background on actually what happened in Across the Spider-Verse.
0: Because it's- f- Is it fairly- Where is it? Where's it in the list? Spider. It's going
1: to be pretty soon. Like- yeah,
0: it's soon. It's It'll be in like March, probably. Wow, it's like six. It's close enough that I probably shouldn't watch it in my own time.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no. It'll be in the first half of the year.
0: And um, I wanted to hate it, but Oppenheimer was really good.
1: Oppenheimer fucking clapped. It was really fun. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Uh. And then other ones. The Killer was a pretty fun experience. Haunting in Venice. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Douglas liking that a lot. Absolutely. Dungeons and Dragons, I don't think is a perfect movie by any means, but it's I- It's still so much had. fun. It was very fun. And yep. to, to leave us on a bit of a spicy note, 2023's The Little Mermaid, didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> 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 and well, I think- And I think that it makes wow. structural changes to the story that legitimately benefit yeah. the story 100%.
1: I need to put it away. I need to give it a watch because I still I remember you talking about it last time, and I was like, I can't make any comment. I've only I grew up on the animated one, so yeah.
0: It's a it's a tough one to talk about because fucking mm. a lot of people very mad about Haley ba- uh, Haley Bailey Haley Bailey Haley Bailey Haley Bailey. Bada <laughs> <Hailey Bailey>. doobie. <Bee-ba-doo-bee. laughs> Bibbity bobbity bud. <laughs> what what other were there any extras that you wanted to? Yes,
1: there were. There were a couple that I I'm looking through my diary now where I was like, yep, they deserve a mention. Yeah, now
0: that I, now that I've teed you up,
1: <laughs> absolutely. Um, R-R-R, uh, which is the three hour Bollywood epic, um, is so good and it does like it's got a pretty good following. People even in like a Western sense, people really like the movie, but. Fucking- It is so worth those three hours, because it is just balls to the wall, non-stop. So fucking entertaining. So, yeah, RRR was fantastic. Um Banshees of Inner Sharon, which I still really want to do as a snub, because I would love to do Banshees of Inner Sharon and Imbrugge, mm. Um because they're both by the same director, Martin McDonough, who we had- Earlier on in the list for three billboards outside Eming, Missouri, which I hated, but I adore both Banshees of Inner Sharon and, and Bruges because it has that uh, it's unattainable, undescribable Irish energy that is in both Imbruges and Banshees of Inner Sharon. Um, and also huge credit to uh dearest Colin Farrell and uh Brendan Gleeson as well who resonate and balance off each other effortlessly so going to share really fun John Wick chapter 4 which absurd that the longest one in the franchise as well as the fourth installment of a franchise kicked that much dick um i really in cinema got like my whole cock blown off watching that movie. I need to watch it again. Oh
0: my God. I hope you found it and reattached it, Douglas.
1: I did manage to find it. I, I, I called over the, the cinema attendant and I went, excuse me. I appear to have lost my cock. Could you please shine the flashlight on the ground and how, anyway. Um, and then, uh, you've already mentioned Puss in Boots, timeless, so good. We're in the renaissance. It's glorious. And my other one was Suzume, which is also, Animated. It's by Makoto Shinkai. It's not for everyone. And it's the same as it's so interesting because these two powerhouses of uh, Eastern animation, Makoto Shinkai and Hayao Miyazaki, have both presented movies that are so deeply personal, I think, and movies that are probably not going to resonate with everyone that's within their fan base and everyone that's within their demographic. But mm. both Boy Maheron and Sousa May both really, really resonated with me because they ask you to go just that little bit deeper. And, yeah, Sousa May in particular, I... Fuck, that movie made me ball my goddamn eyes out in the theatre from, like, how visceral the emotion is of that film as well as the implications toward real life events as well is, yeah, worth the price of admission alone. So, yeah, go check out those movies if you haven't already. Nice.
0: Cool. Um, Oh.
1: Any films we're looking forward to throughout next year?
0: June 2, Despite Myself. (laughs) Uh, I'm actually reading the books now. Um, Mm, Me too, me too. Which, which I'm enjoying. Um, I'm really bad at this. I'm like really bad at keeping, keeping an eye on what films are coming up. Unless we mean something that's in the list, but there's so much shit in the list that I'm really psyched for. I, we might do, do we want to do Alien Out of Order? I feel like I want to watch Alien before I watch Aliens.
1: Yeah. I feel like, cause Aliens comes first, right? And then it's Alien? Yeah. So, yeah, we probably should.
0: Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for them. Um, yeah. Alien is a classic. Uh, we'll see if Lost Ark, Brings me back with Indiana Jones.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: Um. I want to see. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna eat, like squinting, you know, with three idiots. I'd be like, <laughs> Oh, I'm come waiting on! Waiting for it yeah. to hit the fan. Yeah, but uh, is it gonna be good? Uh. Obviously, Spider Verse already mentioned that. Yep. I mean, everything. Old boy, I'm psyched about. Oh, I've I'm never actually so watched Back for to the Future. You see
1: boy, oh my god, that movie's gonna fuck you up. So excited. Um, my other one that you haven't mentioned yet, because it has ties all the way to the beginning of the podcast, number 250. Oh my God. It's The Departed.
0: Oh, yes. We get yes, that yes, yes. this
1: year, which I'm so excited. I'm actually, I'm thinking of rewatching Infernal Affairs as like a bit of a, you know, a little aperitif to, uh, The Departed. But yeah, very excited.
0: Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. I think I'll try and do the same thing because mm-hmm. it'll also be nice to come back to that. I'm wondering if you've done an equivalent. I did this when I was marking people at, at university. When you get thrown, like, here's 30 things, grade them. The first one or the first, like, three are tough. Yeah. Because you you don't have a good idea of, like, frame of a reference. Benchmark. you benchmark.
1: Know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now we yep. have a very, very large frame of reference. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see whether we were just really psyched on Infernal Affairs, or whether it was actually really stellar. Yeah. So mm. Mm. we shall see, Douglas. Those colored glasses well, 100%. will they be
1: in effect? Will- yeah. Time will tell. Absolutely. Time will tell. Well, shit. Anything else? I think that's that's it. That's that's movies.
0: That's movies, baby. We
1: did it. Oh. another year.
0: I I love movies, Douglas. Mm. <sighs> I love movies.
1: I don't know that you do.
0: <laughs> I love movies. No, actually, unfortunately. Much I don't I don't think I said this on the podcast. Much in the same way that I found myself being an unironic fan of the film Rocky Horror, I think I am unfortunately becoming an unironic fan of the medium of film. Unfortunately- I mean, look, the alternative is TV. Yeah. And I and do- I I do things, Douglas. Yeah. I don't have time to watch TV. I don't have time that to watch a is-
1: thousand episodes of One Piece.
0: <laughs> most people- uh, Most people? Where am I going with this?
1: I don't know. Most people most watch shows. TV.
0: So <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> most shows could be- Frankly, each season could be one feature, and they are instead eight hours.
1: <laughs> That's very true. Not all of them. Yeah,
0: but a lot of them. But a lot of them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, if I have to choose, mm. uh, two two hours. Is, it's so neat. Yeah. And from like a very organized person's perspective, neat little slot in the cal- calendar button. Little yeah. beep, two hours. Yeah. Beep. Plus, I started doing movie nights this year. Yes. And yeah. you cut. We, we had a friend who tried to do a watch party for Twin Peaks. That did not work as well. Mm. That did not work as That's well. That's tougher. That's a tougher sell. Because you've got you got like an hour of show yeah. and then- Or however long it is. Yeah, I think it's like an hour. And then you've got to like, okay, hey, everyone, remember? And everyone's like, no. No, I and not. And you're like, we would- Everyone's like, no, no, we finished the episode and then we got shit-faced. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Movies doesn't have that. Movies does not have that
1: um well uh uh, you know what it's not all about us jonathan It, it is in part if you have started listening to the 250 this year or if you've been with us somehow throughout this whole fucking the past like four years thank you for listening thank you for coming back and for you know just being around uh it's really cool to we don't get like a lot of listens but it's, it's <laughs> cool to see that people that aren't us are actually checking this out. You know what I mean? Like it's, and people that aren't our friends either. They're, I look at the, yes. I look at the geographic. <laughs> We've officially,
0: we officially hit that. point. I think we hit it last year, yeah. but we officially hit the point where you're just like, okay, most of the people listening to this are not people that we exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> like I'm looking
1: at the geographic kind of readouts and I'm going, this, I don't know anyone that's from there. So there, this <laughs> is someone. So. Yeah, genuinely. Thank you thank you so so much for listening. And here's to uh two more years of the two five oh. Well actually and year then, and a half. And then really. whatever the
0: fuck Yeah, it's more like a year and three quarters, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It will it will run us, I think so every year has fifty two days, and every year, quote unquote, of the podcast has fifty episodes. So so we've got uh what? 12 weeks. We should be early in 2025. Yep. But there was the bonus episode with the interview we did. Yes. With, um-
1: Our dearest friend who I still think that's a really cool episode. Bethany Whitmore. Um, mm. I still listen back to that episode. It's so wild that we did that. Um, but that's such a highlight of doing the podcast for me. It was so cool. I still, want- I would love to squeeze in one more, just one more guest. But I just don't know who we could get. Because we're so high up now and everyone's either dead or makes too much money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the best thing about the- having the email um, is that uh, every now and then I'll see an email from some manager or someone who's like, sorry- Person X doesn't have time to be on your podcast. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't know they uh, were coming on. <laughs> Douglas, uh, Douglas sent an email. I guess
1: <laughs> uh, we should we should start making a list of people who have uh, said that they don't want to do the two five. They don't want to come on the two no, five. Mode. No,
0: no, no, no. Yeah. Because that seems like it's targeted, and I don't blame them. Yeah, for not you know coming what? On. Nah, it's true. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> anyway, thank you. See you next year. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Douglas.
1: Pleasure. As always.
0: You've been so good. We only had like two late episodes this year. (laughs) Here's to five next year. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right. Uh, We're starting off the year fresh and hot with Star Wars. So see you next week for
0: Star Wars. Hoochie Mama. Hoochie Mama. Hunky Dory. Au revoir.